Office is the public speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Last week, I talked about how to create good video content. Today, I'd like to focus on the nitty-gritty details of actually making the video. That is, how can you quickly and easily make a professional-looking video without having to hire a video professional? Well, the technology for creating reasonably good quality videos has finally turned the quarter. It's now pretty easy, even for the technology impaired, to create something that can impress your friends and prospects and maybe even a contest judge. To make a quick video, and notice this is one time I really don't want to say quick and dirty video, of course you'll need a camcorder. And today, many companies offer high-quality cameras that are small, inexpensive, and really easy to use. The top three cameras in this category are the very popular Cisco Flip Minnow HD, the Kodak ZI8 HD, and then the Creative Vado HD, the third generation. My advice is that if you want something very simple, use the Flip Minnow. If you want to be able to use an external microphone, and you do want to do that, then go for either the Kodak ZI8 or the Creative Vado. If you want removable storage, then go with the Kodak ZI8. Oh, and don't forget to get yourself a tripod because you'll want to make sure that the camera doesn't shake when you shoot. As I just hinted, one of the most important parts of good video is excellent sound. In fact, viewers will tolerate poor video quality, but if the sound is bad, they'll just stop watching the video. Good sound quality is essential. So, in addition to the camera and the tripod, you'll probably want to invest in an external microphone. You can borrow or buy a lavalier lapel-type microphone. You can get one of those from Radio Shack for about $25. Or you could spend a little more money and get a slightly better one from Darren over at Giant Squid Audio Lab. If you're planning on making several videos, especially ones that include voiceovers or recording podcasts like this one, you'll likely want to spend a bit more money and get a better either a USB microphone or perhaps even splurge on a really good condenser microphone and a mixer. I recently purchased a USB-type Blue Yeti to use as my daily microphone, and I really like it. It's, uh, it's got great sound quality, and it's very versatile. You can use it for interviews. You can use it for single recordings. It's really very versatile. I also have a Shure SM58 microphone. That's the one I'm using right now, and I have that plugged into a small mixer that I use for recording the show. The, the, the bottom line is this, that the money you invest in a good microphone comes back to you directly in terms of the overall quality of the sound. So if you're going to spend extra money, the best thing to spend it on is a quality microphone. After sound, the next most important technical aspect of any video is good lighting. Outdoor lighting is always best, and if you shoot during the early morning hours or the late day, the sun's low and that always produces good quality lighting. If you need to shoot indoors, and of course it's during the day, you can get a good wash of light by sitting directly in front of a window. Take a look at one of my video interviews and you'll see the light from the window coming in directly. In fact, if you look at my glasses, you might be able to see the reflection of the double windows. Of course, at night, you'll need plenty of light. I have extra lights in my home office that I use just for shooting video. I just bought a few different types of inexpensive lamps from Ikea, and they seem to work fine. But then again, I shoot most of my video during the day. If you'll be regularly doing videos at night, you may want to buy a professional lighting kit. The next thing to consider is your framing. Be sure your subject is the main item of interest. Look in the background to be sure that you don't have any clutter or distracting items or things growing out of somebody's head. 
You don't want to draw attention away from the main subject. And I think a plain background is best. Forget sitting in front of a painting or next to a fancy car. Just a plain background works best. However, if you want to get a bit tricky and experiment with special effects, you can shoot in front of an inexpensive green screen like the weathermen do. And that allows you to later insert different backgrounds into the video. I know one person who painted a wall in his office using special green screen paint, and he just shoots in front of that wall. I thought that was a great idea, but that's a bit advanced and doesn't really fit into the quick and dirty category. So once you have your tools and you've shot your pictures and your short video clips, it's then time to put together your video into a final product. This is where the things have really changed over the past few years. The great news is that there is now very easy to use web-based services that allow you to upload your short video clips and the photos, and then you can add music and text, and it's really great. Right now, the service that's most popular, most established for sure, and perhaps the most artistic is Animoto.com. For business users, Stupaflix is probably a better choice. It's much more search engine friendly. That is, the videos are indexed in the search engines based on the content as opposed to just the titles of the keywords. And a new contender, FlixTime, they just released some new features, including voiceover, which is really great. And that makes them extremely competitive, if not better than Animoto. I just tried that service out for the first time this past week, and it looked good. The best part of all of these services, no matter which one you pick, is that they very skillfully blend and synchronize everything that you upload into a very professional looking final product. You don't have to be a professional editor because the service automatically mixes and remixes if you want to create these really quite impressive results. If you've never seen a video made this way, check out the video that my family made recently for a video contest or even some of the other videos that the other families created. They're really quite impressive. By the way, I put some links in the show notes for you. So when you're choosing music for your video, think about the theme of your video or the feeling that you want to create. The music should match that theme. For example, if you want something that's high energy, choose fast music with lots of variation. If you want something more romantic, then choose slow moving music. Some of the services I mentioned before include a music library. You can choose whatever you'd like from their library, or all of them also allow you to upload your own music. Just be careful not to use copyrighted music. When you're adding text to your video, the key is to be very brief and conversational. Don't think of the text as formal titles in a slide presentation. Instead, think of it as a way of talking directly to your viewer, as if you're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. By the way, when Animoto first came out, they didn't have this text feature and I wanted to add text to my videos. And so I took PowerPoint and created some simple text slides, and then I made them into individual images. I created JPEGs of them. I uploaded them and put them into my presentation. And so I sent a sample video to the Animoto founders, and I was surprised when two of them personally responded about how much they liked my video and the idea of adding text. And then it turns out about a year later, they ended up adding that as a standard feature into the product. So right now on all of the products, the font choices are a little bit limited and the layout is also limited. So if you want more flexibility in that area, you can develop more creative text by using presentation software and then just creating JPEGs of the images. So there you have it, some quick and dirty tips for easily and quickly creating a professional looking video. 
I recently read on Dan Perez's website that more than 90% of internet users prefer watching a video to reading an article. If that's true, then it seems clear to me that all of us need to learn these tips to create professional looking videos, whether for our websites, for corporate use, or even just to enter video contests. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. Your homework this week is to check out my video and some of the other videos from the other families. See for yourself what can be done. It's really incredible. My six-year-old twins worked very hard on this video, and they would really appreciate your vote. We entered the contest late, so we are way, way, way behind in the voting. Some of the other videos have thousands of votes, and we have, oh, about 30. <laughs> so if you could help us out, we'd really appreciate it. It just takes a second to vote. And by the way, the final installment in this three-part series will discuss my company's experience with creating a video contest. One last announcement, the Quick and Dirty Tips team recently launched new e-newsletters for Money Girl, Get Fit Guy, and Get It Done Guy. You can get exclusive tips from these Quick and Dirty Tips experts each week that you won't find in their podcast. So visit the quickanddirtytips.com and click on the subscribe link in the site navigation bar to sign up for any of the Quick and Dirty Tips newsletters. And here's the bonus for the people that are still listening. We're running a promotion this month. Anyone who has subscribed to the Quick and Dirty newsletters by June 20th, that's June 20th to subscribe, you'll be entered to win free books and audiobooks published by Macmillan. So sign up now and be entered to win. And hey, you might win my book, The Public Speaker's Guide to Ace Your Interview. I also wanted to say thanks to Tom Leroux. He's a listener who recently connected with me and made a suggestion that I mention some of the people that have joined the Facebook fan page and some of the people that are on Twitter. So this week, I'd like to mention a few new people that have joined the Facebook fan page. I really hope I get the names right. So thanks to Mark Benfield and Judith Stanton Meyer, Pamela Fang, Joe Sang Park, Ronnie Galicken, Cheryl Michaels, Brendan D. Bagnell, Bryce Davis, Kathy Reifenstein, Akiko Wantanabe, and a lot more. Thank you for joining the community. I appreciate it. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.